This is Sheldon Primus, the host of the Safety Consultant Podcast. During this time, we've all been tightening our belts because of COVID-19. I have been as well. Recently, I've found cost-effective alternative to some of the services and programs that I was using, such as email marketing, hosting services, and even one of my favorites, Teachable. Visit SheldonPrimus.com backslash resources for special offers to help you reduce your business overhead. If you're hosting a podcast or want to host a podcast, then visit SheldonPrimus.com backslash hosting for a knockout deal. Don't give up on your dream. Get smarter on the back end of your business. This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I am your host, Sheldon Primus. And this is the show where I teach you the business behind being a safety consultant. This week, we have got a serious treat. Been talking to Linda Martin. You that are on Facebook and LinkedIn, well, mostly LinkedIn, you probably got a whole bunch of Linda Martin lately, and which has been awesome. She's been talking about the safety struggle, her new podcast, and the way that she's been presenting it. Everyone's just like, I gotta, gotta find out who's first doing this. And then after she announced that she's the one doing it, now I was like, oh yeah. I, even before she announced, I had to find out who it was. <laughs> and I actually like sent the little notification to, to be part of the guest. And I believe like right on there, I said, all right, you got me. I don't know who you are, but you got me. I want to be part of this. And uh, so it was really awesome knowing that, hey, it was Linda Martin. So I've only met Linda just briefly um, online a few times before I even knew you know, about her dynamicness. So after we talked, I was like, all right, we, we got to do this. And uh, I, I, I wanted to have her on the show because I believe her struggles, and I like using that term since she's uh, got us thinking about safety struggles, but uh, just the way that she approaches everything in life. She's a constant giver. And uh, she's been in all lengths. And just like everything that you have to do in safety and health, she's been there. And then truly, uh, she's a lifelong learner as a doctor. But also, uh, she keeps giving back to the community in, in different ways. Keep giving back as an adjunct. She keeps giving back as, you know, uh, in her past, she was actually uh, very involved with uh, BCSP in a high level, as well as, and that's for Board of Certified Safety Specialist Professionals. Uh, yes, <laughs> Board of Certified Safety Professionals, and then also um, the American Society of Safety Professionals. So I truly, truly think that this is an episode that you guys are going to just have a blast with. Uh, we talk about everything. I mean, we just go through the gamut. So um, I just want you to sit back and uh, just just listen to her. You're going to have a good time like I did talking and listening to Linda Martin, all right? I'll see you right after this quick word from our sponsors. Do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. Jay Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. I have actually done research on different consultants and looked at different consulting courses and so on. There is a pretty fancy, very expensive consulting course that is out there. I have actually purchased the consulting course, was interested in it. has good information. Don't get me wrong. But you have a consulting course that really drives people onto focusing on safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form. But I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people direct 
path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. So my name is Linda Martin, and, you know, I don't know if I have a company. I I do a lot of things. Um, Right now, I'm working as the chair of the safety programs at Capital Technology University, and I adjunct another couple places, and and I'm doing, like, a bunch of different side things. Hmm. A bunch of different side things. Like what? Well, so today I posted a job on LinkedIn for a company that just lost their safety director. And I never thought I'd be in the recruiting business, but um, apparently they think I can find them somebody great. So I'm not opposed to doing that. So I'm in the, in the meantime, while they don't have a safety director, I'm helping them out with that and um, I'm going to find them somebody amazing. So I'm doing that. I'm doing a little bit of writing, um, a little bit of consulting, which is right up your alley. Oh, yeah. So that is my alley. I don't (laughs) know. I really have a hard time saying no, Sheldon. All right. A million dollars. Can I have it? (laughs) Well, (laughs) if I had a million dollars, I might share it with you because I'm one of those kind of people. But, um, when it comes to work and when it comes to interesting work, I really have a hard time doing a hard stop. Mm-hmm. Do you find that that hard time of saying no leads to people manipulating you or leads to where you have such a, a dedication to making sure you follow through that you are just wore out? Uh, so is there a little bit of both or I don't want to lead to witness in any way, but what does that saying no? How does that result in your lifestyle now? Oh man, you know, I actually I say I, I don't say no, but I say no more than I ever did now. But I still say yes a lot of the time. So instead of saying yes a hundred percent of the time, I say yes seventy five percent of the time. But it in in most of the time it affects my family. And it affects my time with my family, which is is not a good thing. Uh-huh. It affects relationships, etc. Um, but if I say yes to something, I'm all in. And yeah. so, you know, for example, with this finding a safety director for for somebody, I am going to do the best job that I can do to find them the best person, and and I won't stop until I do. So there's a little bit of dedication, but there's. Um, I find a lot of things interesting in life, like, mm-hmm. you know, like you guys doing podcasting. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I see it as interesting. I see you doing good work and I think that I can do good work too. And so I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah, that answers your question. Yeah, it does. I, I don't know. Maybe I was uh, a part of me wanted to hear that you were, you were the internal martyr. <laughs> and <laughs> And that it makes a really good, uh, you know, something really good to say if there's always some struggle, and I, I'm using your word there, struggle, oh, yeah. that there's always something going on, which in turn can also be feeding some people as saying, you know, I'm the martyr, look at me, give me some attention. Uh, I was expecting that from you, but I just, you know. That, you know, that's thing. actually that's actually a really uh, good way to put it. Um, you know, if I think about it, I think sometimes I take things on because, um, there is that internal part of me that says I have to do more. I have to achieve more. Um, I don't know if it's a sense of wanting to be worthy of people's praise. I think sometimes I have a little bit of, um, and, and I'm sure you know this in the training business and the consulting business, I have a little bit of the imposter syndrome. Yes. So when I see myself, um, you know, uh, people saying, oh, you know, Linda Martin this and Linda Martin that, and I think to myself, I think you did wait this Linda Martin like th- wait this one um and so 
there is a little bit of that internal struggle with myself that I feel like I have to live up to people's expectations of, of how they see me. And, you know, I don't know, my, my lens may be off or their lens may be off. I think my tendency is to think that other people's lens is off of me and that I'm human. And um, sometimes I don't let myself be human. Um, yeah. But I'm trying. What is that? Why is that? Um, I don't know. I mean, you, you, well, we're, this is a psychology session. We're going to go back to my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why not? Mm -hmm. you know, oh, sure. I'll, I'll take you back to my childhood. You know, I mean, I like, think <laughs> <laughs> that's what it always stuff that, that nobody yeah. else has, right? Yeah. Um, I think some of that that drive and that feeling of being an imposter goes back to my childhood. I think I was I was the middle child. <laughs> And so there was a lot of attention um, on what my sister was doing. There was a lot of attention on my, my, what my father was doing. I, I came from a home where my father wasn't really present. And so uh, the three of us vied for my mother's time and my grandmother's time. And so, you know, I always felt like I didn't want to disappoint them. Yeah. And so in doing so, I took on this drive to succeed, this drive to like, you know, be good at everything. And, um, you know, probably within the last year or so, I've learned that it's okay not to be 100% at, at everything. Sometimes it's okay to be 75%. Some, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's even okay to be 50%. It just depends on what you're doing, right? Yeah. And um, it, it's taken me a long time to do that. And it, it's taken me um, an awakening from my spouse saying, this is, you know, you just, you can't do this. You'll kill yourself if you continue to drive yourself into the ground. Wow. How long have you and your, uh, your wife been married? We've been married for, oh man, you can ask me that and I'm not oh. going to know it. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll we got married in 2011. We got married in 2011. So we've been married for nine years, but we've been together since 2008. Okay. Um, and, you know, probably within the last year we've had, you know, I mean, every couple, every couple goes through rough times, I, I yeah. think. I mean, I think if you tell people you don't, then you're not. You're flat up lying. Yeah, you're not you're not being truthful, right? And it, I'm, I'll just put it right out there. We went through a terrible time in the last year, and you know, COVID was hard on everybody. You know, and and we went through the terrible time, and then we went into COVID. <laughs> so, so you know, um, you're stuck in one place. You can't go out. <laughs> right, but you know, I mean, right? it made my family stronger, and I think I'm probably way in a better place now than I ever have been. And I think that's what brings me to a lot of the awakening that I've had in the last six months to a year about um, who I am and what I believe and and um, who I'm going to stand up for and who, you know, who doesn't matter anymore. Um, so I don't know if that sounds kind of callous, but um, I think you put your time and energy where it matters the most and I'm trying to do that. I mean, I, I think I'm trying to atone for past things and I'm trying to move forward, um, especially in the profession in a, in a positive way. Yeah. And it's truly, my wife and I, 23 years, you know, two kids that are uh, old now or older. <laughs> so <laughs> I've seen the, the, the ups and downs and she's been actually on my interview. Uh, I've interviewed her twice and she's been a co uh my co-host twice so <laughs> we've we've come a long way in, in certain areas so there are peaks and valleys especially when you've been around and you you you've go through things together over the years and uh from what i'm hearing uh it seems like a redemption story in a way for you so that always begs to see redeeming from one and you don't have to tell me redeeming for what on a personal level but i just mean on the safety side, I've seen uh, or at least heard of the immense just depth of things that you've been involved in in your career. And was there a point in that that you seemed like you were phoning it in that you needed to atone for it? Or is it just something else that may have been uh, the key to even the safety struggle podcast that you're doing now? 
yeah, so I mean, I don't think it's any secret that I spent um, six years in service to um, volunteering in organizations. Um, I think people can go on Google and they can find out whatever they need to find out about me. You can look on my LinkedIn. You can, you know, you can creep me, creep me here and there and everywhere. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've ever phoned anything and I've always tried to do my best, right? Um, I think, I think, like I said earlier, that the realization was sometimes your best is 75% and sometimes it's 50%, right? I mean, nobody can operate on a hundred all the time. Yeah. Um, but as far as, you know, as far as redemption goes, I think what I'm finding now is all that hard work that I put in, you know, I'm going to say pre mid April, mid, mid May of this year, um, has led up to me really taking a look at where I can put my my most energy, my best energy, best energy, and most energy. Yeah, and um, you know, I'm I'm good at academia, and so I'm fine in academia, and I'm and I'm good at writing, and I'm good at teaching, and I'm good at mentoring, and this is something you and I talked about. Um, on, a, on an earlier note when you came on my podcast yeah <laughs> that um, you know I'm putting a lot more energy into walking the walk instead of um, being the face of safety or the face of an organization I'm actually answering emails and getting down to the nitty-gritty with people and you know, trying trying to help everyone. And it's certainly, you know, you can't help everyone, but, you know, when somebody comes to you and they ask you a simple question about how to get ahead in, in the safety field, mm -hmm. it, it, that's mentoring, right? The, the response is mentoring and being honest about that response instead of saying, yeah, you need X, Y, Z, or you're nothing. Um, is that on your side or my side? That's yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Where but, you're going? <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know if it's redemption, but but on a personal note, I think I've found that there are places where I can put my energy that I can really make a difference. And um, speaking my truth is is a place where I can make a difference. Yeah, and that's awesome because truly. <laughs> There's so many people that look up to uh, consultants or look up to people who now in our safety world, we've you know truly started to see safety celebrities, if you will. And that's what's <laughs> happening in our little LinkedIn, Facebook, um, social media circles. All of a sudden, we've got safety celebrities. And, uh, and I've got victim of that in some ways. And now with the podcasting going wild and thanks to uh, Jay Allen and Safety FM, now we've actually had networks uh, that, that truly is creating safety celebrities. I get calls from people sometimes or even emails or, or LinkedIn where they are desperate for finding something that is going to help them either get a job or to launch a business or something like that. And I'm hearing you're getting that as well. So it seems like it is, it's almost like our duty. Is that the way you're feeling? It's like our duty to, to pull them up? Well, I mean, it, it's always our duty, right? It's, it's So even if I'm at one or two years of experience, it's your duty to pull up that person that just started. So yes, it's our duty. I think, um, you know, I've come to a point in my career that um, I've done a lot of things I can give good advice. I, I'm not so good at taking advice, but I, I, I think I give pretty good advice. Yeah. Um, I, I shore people up. I, I think the biggest thing we can tell people is that there's no magic bullet for anybody. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm getting to know you a little bit that you probably would say the same thing that, depends. you know, it, it just, it just depends, right? Yeah. Your path just depends. And I wish, I wish I had the magic bullet everybody's magic bullet because so many people are hurting right now with, you know, being unemployed and, and really trying to get into safety and they can't. Yeah. And I, I know for, for just my point of view, I can only say what, what I'm feeling in my point of view, but every time I get those emails or I get those messages, uh, yes, I get a little cynical side of me, to be honest, if I'm really honest with myself, to say, 
you know, is this person real or is it bullshit or, you know, what's going on here? <laughs> and then after that, and the reason why is because I even had someone uh, from, you know, LinkedIn being international. I've had someone send me a, a letter in an email, just basically a LinkedIn message saying, uh, my children need food. <laughs> Can you send us some money? And um, and I was like, well, I, I found where they were. Uh, in it was an African nation, so I found where they were. I found uh, what was the closest person and our organization that they could go for for like immediate, you know, go here. Assistance would provide some assistance, right? So I did that, and then um, later on, they sent like a GoFundMe. So I was like, all right, well, well, I did a GoFundMe. I, I put you know some significant money in there. Uh, figuring that it hopefully will help them out a little. And then I got another message later on saying um, it was worded something like daddy uh, as far as or papa, oh as far as the, uh, the, the introduction. And then even after the wording, I was like, hold on. <laughs> I got two kids and that's I it. ain't your daddy. I ain't your daddy. I've yeah. never been asked for money. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't, don't start this for me, Sheldon. I've never been asked for money. Um, but You know, GoFundMe's. You, you do GoFundMe's for everything in some cases. So I figured, all right, well, let me do this. And, and after that, I really started getting cynical. So I don't want to wish that on you in any way, but... Uh, how do you approach when you get those messages and you get that uh, where someone needs help and you're thinking, is this in my wheelhouse or is this not? Oh, so, you know, that's a really good, that's a really good segue to consulting, right? Um, because in consulting, you get a ton of people that call you and they say, can you, right? And as a consultant, and, and I used to say this when I was younger, when I was a younger consultant, I would say, yes, I can. Yes. And then I would, and then I would hang up the, and I would say, "Can I just call you back in a little bit?" And I would hang up the phone, and I would phone a friend, right? Because somebody, somebody's going to know how to do X, Y, Z, or they're going to help you. Um, but one of the things that I, I think we need to be truthful about with ourselves, especially in safety, and I'll, I'll use COVID as an example, especially in safety, that there are things that are not in our wheelhouse and we need to be honest about those and we need to hire a consultant. We need to hire um, a friend who knows what they're doing. We need to hire a company. We need to whatever. And, yeah. and I said, you know, using COVID as an example, one of the things that really irked the, can I say a swear word? Oh, say any of them you want. You one, can one put of it the on things, the George Carlin list if you want. Oh, awesome. I, I know that list, by the way. <laughs> um, but one of the, the things that really irked the shit out of me when um, COVID started um, rising in March was that everybody, everybody was all of a sudden a COVID expert. Everybody was, you know, I'm safety, I can handle this. They had COVID plans, they had back to work plans, they had out of work plans. Yeah. You know, even down to organizations that were were fronting that they were gonna give webinars on COVID. And I'm like, well, hold up there, right? I mean, I got called and somebody wanted a quote for one of the industry rags and said, you know, give us a quote on COVID. And I said, I, I absolutely will not do that. You know, am I an industrial hygienist? Yes, absolutely. You know, do I have a certified safety professional credential? Yes. Am I a COVID expert? No, I'm not. There are a yeah. bunch of expert things I'm not, right? And so um, to, to kind of wrap back to your question, like, you know, when th these people ask me for help, um, with their careers or with certain topics, if I can answer, I do answer. I, you know, I try to, I try to get to everybody. It may take me a week, but I get to everybody. Yeah. And the ones who are really serious about really connecting, they connect with me, right? They'll write back and they'll have other questions, or, you know, some people just say thanks and they move on. And and so I've actually cultivated some really good relationships from those reach outs. I mean, I have, you know, just for example, I have a young man that's in Texas that, you know, he wants to work internationally. And I have a graduate student who works for Kuwait Oil and he's working internationally. So I hooked them up and he's also studying for a certification. And, you know, he, I, 
kind of said, there's a bunch of stuff out there to study. And every once in a while I text him, mm-hmm. I say, how you doing? And that doesn't, that doesn't take a whole lot of energy or effort, but yeah. you know, and it means a lot to them too. And it means a ton. I mean, like, like I just was thinking about him one day thinking, Oh, he, I wonder if he's studying. I wonder if he connected and I texted him and the response was like, wow, I, I can't even believe Linda that you, remembered to text me you know i mean i'm not writing it down or anything but if it occurs if it occurs to you that you can help somebody if it occurs to you that reaching out and sending you know a one-line text or whatever is going to help somebody get a boost then do it yeah absolutely he sounds like you're on uh that that self-actualization pyramid the very top on maslow's pyramid there oh no when you're on the top of the period pyramid there's there's a big chance that you can be pushed off so let's let's say i'm kind of i'm in that hopefully in that triangle i don't want to be on the top all right all right so we'll (laughs) we'll bump you down then okay (laughs) well there are some people that want to knock me off too so yeah yeah. That's great. <laughs> now you've along the way um, amassed a great deal of credentialing behind you. Yeah. Was this uh, more of the uh, the BF Skinner, uh, where not the operant conditioning, but uh, but his idea of motivation, where it was intrinsic versus e- extrinsic. So was some of your motivation extrinsic because you needed a job or you needed something else and this degree or this certification is going to help you? Or was it intrinsic saying, hey, I'm going to feel so much better about myself or this is a goal I have to reach by the certain age or whatever it is uh, for you to to check off a little, uh, I'm feeling good about myself, a little list that you may be having there. So what, what was your motivations along the way? Oh man, I always find something else that I could be doing after the thing that I finish, right? So maybe I'm broken in that respect. Um, I will say that at least in the safety world, um, when I was transitioning into like a full-time safety director role, mm-hmm. um, I did figure that I would need a master's degree in safety because my undergraduate's in geology and I have an MBA, which are great for consulting. Um, and I've learned a lot along the way. So I went master's degree, ASP, CSP, CIH, which gave me a way more of a jump as a consultant than the ASP CSP ever did. Oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I, I think I'm somebody who just likes to take tests, um, but it gets really expensive carrying all those credentials. And um, you really, you know, this just my opinion, you really don't need all those things. And so, especially in the time when, um, you know, you start to look at what's most important what I think is most important at the end of this year will be a lot less credentialing, um, a lot less professional networking in the sense of paying money for it, Mm -hmm. and a lot more um, connecting on a real level because I think that that, right now, that's what's important in our our industry. Kind of seems like it it may have a connector to what you said earlier as far as uh, prioritizing who still needs to be in your life and what systems still need to be in your life and where you're going in the future. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, I I mean, absolutely not. I mean, I think I've found in the last six months even um, who's real and who's not. Um, You know, I won't go into super detail in that, but I will just say that, you know, Let's, let's just look at the profession here. My base of friends from six months ago to now save maybe a handful, like let's say five or six people are completely different. Um, the people that I surround myself with now are really, it's not to say that the people before were bad people, but um, you know, when you go through um, any t- any type of trials or tribula- tribulations in your life and you come out the other side and there are people that are still there, you know those people are true and they have your six, right? I'm, I'm not a military person, but, but I know who has my back 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely know who has my back now. And I'm very um, cognizant of people's intentions in my life and my intention in theirs and, and just being honest up front. So, you know, I mean, I've come to that realization in six months and it is it is amazing to have more than five or six friends who I can count on no matter what. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, I found that in many different ways. My wife and I, we went full time in the RVA life. And when we were selling our house three years ago, you know, once my son graduated from high school, we're like, all right, <laughs> finally, this is what emptiness looks to us. <laughs> and we had so many people, just the family as well as friends that were like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> and you got a perfectly good house here and you're just selling and you're going to go what? Travel? And uh, many have just fallen off the wayside because they just don't understand what our our mission, our goal. We were like, hey, we're young. We want to live. <laughs> we, we There's trappings in this type of lifestyle for us. And therefore, we wanted to travel and, and experience things differently. And I believe we're, we're going to, to go into an international travel as well because because uh, that's the next phase in our life. We feel like we're, we're being called to that. You're we're, ready. We're, kinda, we're ready. We're ready. That's ready. I like the way you said that. <laughs> uh, so there were some people that just kind of dropped off there. And it wasn't that we weren't pursuing friendships. It was we were okay to let those things go because we felt it may have evolved is that uh, kind of correct? Amen. Way of Amen. Amen. Oh, uh, you know, right. and it feels good to evolve. It feels good to, um, you know, at least on my, on my end, to transition out of a role. In a, and I, I, I really don't like that term that you had, like safety celebrity, right? Um, where, <laughs> I just made that up too. Yeah, I mean, from that role where you're always on, and and I'm I'm still kind of always on because I think people see me in a certain way, um, and I I am that person that I was for six years. Um, I think people will know more as we get going with the podcast and a um, bunch of other things that I'm doing that. I am that same person and, you know, I'm, I'm human also. And I think that that adds a whole, whole new dimension for people to connect with me. And I hope they do because, um, you know, one of the things that I've tried to cultivate, you know, for as long as I can remember is to be honest and ethical and true and, you know, and, and show people that I have integrity and, um, you know, I'm, I'm human. Yeah. And it shows truly, uh, in our short time as, as learning to, to, to be acquaintances, <laughs> which has been <laughs> awesome. I, I can just get such a genuine feel for every time we've talked. I'm like, damn it. I like Linda more now than, <laughs> <laughs> the last time we talked, <laughs> like she's just so real, and uh, I like her more than when I had to look at her face on everything. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, thank you, Sheldon. I mean that that means the world to me because I really, uh, you know, I. It's not that I want people to like me; I want people to know me, um, and I want to know them. Right. So, so one of the things that I'm really looking forward to as my career evolves towards retirement, I hate to say that, but towards retirement, um, I, I want, I want to connect with people on a, on a real basic level so that, you know, when they walk away, they know that, you know, I've left it all on the table. I've left who I am. I've left my values, um, my core beliefs. I've given them what I can give them. You know, I'm, I'm not sending them money on the internet, but I, I've given them what I can give them, right? And, yeah. and I'm connecting them to the people that will take them to the next level. So if I can't answer their question or I don't have the skill set that they're looking for in order to, to catapult their career in a different direction, I might send them to Sheldon Primus. <laughs> Or I may, you know, I may send them to somebody else who has that, that place that they can 
push forward. And I've been fortunate enough in the last several years to make those acquaintances with people in order to help others. Excellent. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. I'm like a crazy um, person. <laughs> <laughs> well, go away, know. Linda Martin. Go away. <laughs> no, stay. <laughs> it also kind of gets me thinking of a, another thing now. Maybe this could be under the struggle section. How do you transition? How do you set a boundary, whatever you would like to call it, that says, this is a freebie, this is paid? And uh, how do you transition to, you know, I am giving X amount of time, value, and if I were to actually work out my my hourly and uh, people that that listen to the show know that I I do give rates and everything else. So currently, uh, my hourly rate is right at uh, 325. So if I were to to truly think of, I do these podcasts and then I do, you know, an hour worth of an interview if I'm doing that. And then the editing is, oof, <laughs> you know, editing, right? You know, editing. though, here's the thing. I've talked my wife into doing my editing and she did a great job on the last one. So she's hired. And yeah. so I, I eat popcorn and watch TV now. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So you got to hire the right people. Yeah, I think we might have to subcontract and then get her on mine too. <laughs> <laughs> but in those cases, you're literally taking time away that you could be making money. And therefore, there's a delineation somewhere to you between I have to charge for this. Uh, it's only fair for my family versus I am doing this pro bono and your constant pro bono work. Uh, what? Do, how do you, how, what's your line? My, my line is closer to me now than it was before. Um, I think what I found probably, you know, 10 or so years ago when I was doing consulting full time, um, you have to set, if, if you're consulting, if it's a company or it's somebody who is asking you to, to go somewhere or do something or produce a work product, then that's paid, right? Yeah. Um, and there has to be a certain amount of time that you spend getting the work too, right? So, um, for example, um, this person that I'm helping or this company that I'm helping, uh, source safety director, um, you know, I spent an hour on the phone with them discussing the specifics. But, you know, when we start reviewing resumes and et cetera, and really getting down to the nitty gritty of, of hourly work, then it's, it's paid, right? If it's a mentoring situation um, and it's, you know, it's an email or whatever, then, you know, that's a that's a freebie. Um, I'm going to get inundated with emails after your show. Thanks very much. But, um, you know, I, I also, and this is going to sound very, I don't know if the word's altruistic, but um, when you realize that you have enough and um, you're fortunate, and one of the things that I've, I've realized in the last six months or so is that I am super fortunate to have my family and my wife and my kids and our health and and jobs to, to bring money in and to just have more than enough for, for what we need. Yeah. That um, I will spend the time with people that I feel the same amount of heart being given back to me and maybe I should be charging for my time um, I'm cheaper than you <laughs> <laughs> I know now I know I either need to raise my rates or people raise can, your rates this is this is the part that gets edited out or people can no. just bring me but um, raise your rates <laughs> you know I really don't have a whole lot of extra time to be spending doing other people's work and so if somebody comes to me and they have, you know, an hour or two or whatever, I, I do now say, look, um, if it's going to take away from the stuff that feeds my family, um, the only way that you're going to get that time is if you're paying for it. Because, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if this is the time that I drink beer on the patio, um, you know, that's, 
what did you say you are? Three twenty-five. That's three hundred and twenty-five dollars an hour too, right? Because oh yeah, I like my beer on the patio. That's so right. <laughs> um, it doesn't really answer your question. I think I think I'd give less and less of free program technical um, advice because when you start to get into the advice about how somebody should run their program or um, make tweaks to sampling, etc., then that that's that's a hundred percent paid because there's liability there. Yeah. Um, but if it's, you know, do you think I should go for this certification or that certification? Or do you think you think it's worth it for a degree? I mean, that's a conversation that I would have with the person in line at Walmart if they asked me, right? Yes. I'm a captive audience. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Until they ring you up and then you're good. <laughs> Then I'm out of there. Yeah. Well, I'm the same way because truly uh, with as many students as I taught throughout my my career with uh, the two programs that I've been teaching, uh, I always say, and this is more of a, a personal uh, time period, and I don't you know broadcast it too much just have people that listen to the podcast <laughs> but uh, what I what I usually my rule of thumb is if it's anything like 15 minutes worth of of conversation where it's I'm not going to have to look anything up or if I do it's not going to be extensive uh, then or quick email response back I'm good but if now like you said it's truly me consulting them then liability comes in play and then if I need to run that thought down where I'm going to have to uh, possibly be insured for this thing. You know, I don't want my, my insurance to be <laughs> anywhere in jeopardy by a conversation. And truly, when I do get those calls with students and I tell them, my, uh, I could give you my, my honest opinion. However, if we need to formalize this, uh, I have to charge for it only because of insurance purposes. However, uh, gut feeling is this, and and that's probably how I, I delineate most of it. But if someone's asking for a service, then I have to incline say, "All right, this is my price for this service." Is really mm-hmm. how it breaks down. Yeah, so, uh, I would agree with that. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> not that, not, not that my opinion matters. It is my opinion only that that. I mean, that's true, and I think. Um, you figure that out as you as you have a consulting business, right? I mean, I think on the front end of when I was doing full-time consulting, I gave a lot more freebies than I, w- I should have. I think when you get more entrenched in your career and you get more experience and more credentials and more training and, you know, you've been whacked a couple of times by some clients who either want more and more freebies or they don't pay you then you find you find out so you can nod your head you mm-hmm. find out 10 or 15 years down the road that that you have to set those hard boundaries or um you know you'll just get taken advantage of and and really honestly it's about your time how much time do you have and you'll be truly amazed when there's people who you have a great relationship with and you think it's an uh, exchange of information and all of a sudden you come to the point where you say, well, I'm going to have to charge for this. Crickets. <laughs> where do they go? <laughs> I actually, you'll love this. I, I actually recently had, um, I'm doing dissertation chairing for Capital Tech. So I've got several dissertation students and um this is similar to a lot of universities you get paid by the student right and um, it's not traditional in that usually you when you finish the dissertation with them a lot of universities give a lump sum well this this is a pay by um, semester so if if the student is enrolled I get a certain amount of pay for guiding them through the steps of their dissertation and I had somebody call me and and say and then this is a friend, right? And yeah. say, I need I need your help researching articles and, you know, doing this, that, and the other related to a dissertation. And I said, here's my price for that. Uh, you know, I mean, that that's, that's work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in the past, I would have said it ruined a friendship. Um, but now I would say, you know, I mean, that's just the reality, right? And if somebody had said that to me, I have to look at my own self. And if somebody had said that to me, I would have said, you know, I get it. I get it. Yeah. You know, and if I really wanted that help, which is time, 
right, which is a couple hours a week or whatever, I would have paid it. Yeah. Or I would have said, I, I don't have that money, so, um, but I still want to be your friend, right? Yeah. And so if, if that's my response and somebody doesn't give that back to me, then it's time to let that go. Yeah. Hey, bud, uh, I know you're you're uh, not on the clock as a dentist, but uh, can you just work on my feelings over here? <laughs> yeah, you don't ever have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I only have I only have a couple really, really close friends that, um, you know, I would I would do consulting for free. And I think we all have those people in our lives that, you know, you're going to help them no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a close circle. That's, yeah. a, that's a close circle. Very close. Excellent. Hey, tell me about your society. <laughs> so the Soteria Society, right? That that was like a brainchild. Um, that Why the came. name? What? Why the name? Why the name? So Soteria is the goddess of safety. Um, it's the name of the goddess of safety and protection from harm. And the, the tagline is absent in Uria, which is absence of injury. Right. And, um, you know, we're not saying zero. We're not saying we're going to attain it. We're just saying that, you know, that's the goal. And, um, you know, I kind of put that together because one of the things that I, you know, and this is this is my soapbox now that I've All seen right. is that. <laughs> I'm ready. That, that in our profession, there's been um, 150 whatever number of years of uh, creating a dynasty of um, this is what you need in order to be valuable and um, there are a lot of people who don't have all those things and are still great professionals and I wanted to create something where people could go not pay 225 250 bucks a year or whatever it is to be in a society and talk to other people or connect um, you know we're on the front end of it and we have a thousand twenty nine people I think uh, this morning I checked so it's resonating yeah it's resonating with people I mean I, I, again I'm only one person so you know I mean, it goes from the podcast to the society and back again and you know I'm trying to to make a living also in the in the meantime um, but I think it's a really needed um, and it's not a distraction it's an it's a needed wedge that needs to be kind of driven into our profession to show um, that perhaps we've gone far enough down this road that we need to roll it back a little bit and start including people in a meaningful way, in a meaningful way. Um, and, you know, that's not to say we should include everybody on the street, but there are a lot of people in safety that are not included in these big societies and these big certification or organizations, and they need to be. They need to be recognized. Yeah. And uh, I, for me, I remember going to, um, I think it was, I was speaking at a conference, either it was VPPA or, uh, or speaking at the ASSP conference, one, one of the, the bigger ones. I believe it was either San Antonio when they changed their name or <laughs> somewhere around there. And uh, after speaking, then I got uh, accosted by someone who was the head of, uh, I guess I could say it right, BCSB. <laughs> you <laughs> or, can say it. Or higher up. I shouldn't you can say, say it. it. Maybe not the head, but higher up. Um, and uh, actually, it may have been, um, I think I was, I was speaking at uh, ASSP leadership in Chicago a few years back. And, uh, and I was one of the speakers for the leadership one. And uh, he told me, uh, something because I, I asked about uh, CSP and I, I've always been flirting with CSP even before there was an ASP. I started in safety in 94. So it's been a while. Okay. <laughs> I'm old and crusty. <laughs> and <like> me. <laughs> so uh, he, his words to me was, Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you decide to go with, with an accredited, uh, with an accredited body, not like the one you have. <laughs> and my certification uh, cost, which is certified occupational safety specialist and the other one, certif certificate of occupational safety manager, only 
four years ago did the other agency, ASSP, actually have a designation that you could check off for costs. They still don't have cost M, but you can actually say this is my designation when you're actually signing up for ASSP. Uh, so at that time when, uh, when, when the higher up in B, BCSP told me that, you know, and it was it was delivered with disdain and that's what got me and i was like oh well fuck you yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what went through my head and i was like because the way it was delivered, well, this person was male so it wasn't me i wasn't um, yeah. And what? the time period, you may actually have been there during the time period that this person accosted me with that. And I just had a visceral response that I just really, it, it, it irked me. And uh, so what do you say to the people that says, well, you don't go to a dentist or you don't go to a doctor that doesn't have a degree. Why do you want to have a safety person without a degree? Because a degree will show that you have a certain amount of proficiency. And uh, so what do you say to that as opposed to someone who's a practitioner that actually has been doing the work for some reason they did not either could afford getting their degree it wasn't a priority for them but entering the workforce was more of a priority for them and, and or whatever the the myriad of reasons it is that they didn't have a degree uh, how do you place those two thoughts as being some worth in a safety community that's a long question. Long question. Uh, yeah. Let me see if I can tackle that. So you you threw out a lot of P words, right? Professional, yeah. practitioner, uh, proficiency. Ooh, right? Nice. Three P's. Um, I feel a book coming. So pro proficiency, right, is the proficient, profi proficiency and practitioner, right, are action action words right you're you're proficient at some something um you're practicing something and i would um i would venture to say that the use of the word professional at least in our industry in our in our job classification because i don't want to use professional again um everybody defines it differently right certification bodies define it differently than organizations as you said now all of a sudden costs and costs m are um you get to mark them off and become dubbed a knight of the round table or whatever yeah, yeah. they w right you get to um, <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of ways to be proficient in a good practitioner and i would rather have somebody that has had some boots on the ground and experience any day now that doesn't mean that they can't have a degree and be proficient but just having a degree degree doesn't make you proficient right neither does taking a course for a week that doesn't make you proficient your actual practice of those skills makes you proficient which says to me experience is probably the most important um, once you get the other things right so having a degree with no experience not good having a certification course not good having a certification without experience not good you actually have to have um you know some mentored experience or some actual experience in the field to in my mind to be a good practicing professional now um do you want do you want to ask me about um the rebranding of everything lately that that's that seems to be the the way of the wild in the safety profession is everybody's redoing their logo and re-upping their offerings and uh, i think a lot of it rings hollow um because the execution of those things at least in my mind, again, just my opinion. Yeah. Um, it rings hollow in that um, it, it's not getting to the core issue, which is inclusion on that basic level, right? Um, and I also think sometimes the inclusion part is more certs, uh, adding in more people that can pay more money to the organization and not so much more value. Um, yeah. Again, all, all my, all just all my opinions, right? They're they're all my personal opinions, and 
And, uh, you know, that's what I'm trying to get with Soteria Society is that I'm not asking you to pay a fee. I just I just want to be your friend. Right. <laughs> you know, I just want everybody to be friends and I want them to learn from each other. And yes, you can do it in these big organizations. And yes, you can do it by networking in that way. But it's going to cost you some money. And that's just to get in the door. Yeah, man, that's Just true. my opinion. Yeah, I love that opinion. <laughs> seems to uh, to fall in my value system as well and the reason why is because I do see people looking to get into safety and the barrier of entry keeps uh, it makes it so that they can't get into it and for me I think experienced well let's let's give you my patented answer whenever anyone tells me you know what designation should I get first and foremost I say go get your education you know so I'm not I'm not just going to say education doesn't mean anything for someone that holds a bachelor's and a master's you know you've got a doctorate so you know I'm not gonna say education doesn't mean anything but now what I'm saying is if you are if if all things are equal i would say education first because education shows that you've had a certain amount of years that you were dedicated to your your actual degree that you got out of that so that would probably hold more weight first and then the certification route and then uh, along the way you should be getting experience somehow some way uh, while you're getting your schooling and that's really what i'm uh, i would I would say the preference would be however then you you know life happens <laughs> and, and life mm-hmm. happens where you know some people go back i i had to go back to school for my degrees and uh did it backwards i did right? it backwards right. so that in those cases you know i still had degree but if i chose not to that still doesn't mean i wasn't qualified uh you know or a good or practitioner Exactly. Right. So that's that's my. I'm not. I really don't want to get off like like I'm bashing education. I believe in education. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm an adjunct instructor. Or yeah. an I mean, I believe in education too. But um, I will say this: I think um, education takes many forms. Right. There are a lot of people that come up in the trades and they get their education through. Um, Apprenticeships, which sometimes are 2,000, 2,500 hours of actual apprentice in the seat time to become whatever they're going to become, right? And so that's education, right? Um, Taking a course for a week is education. Um, Taking several courses over time to get a certificate is education. And sometimes that's all people can afford or have time for with their busy schedules. But education is not always a degree. And yes, I'm in I'm in the business of, of helping people get their degrees, but it's not for everybody. And it's, you know, financially, it's not for everybody. And so there has to be a path. All right. Very powerful there. Excellent. <laughs> Linda's just mic drop. Anybody hear that right. one? That was oh. a mic drop. Oh, clunk. <laughs> clunk. <laughs> uh, so anything this is like want? the real Linda Martin. The real Linda Martin. Real. All right. <laughs> now, are we spelling that R-E-E-L? R-E-A-L? <laughs> it's capital R, capital E, capital A, capital L. The real Linda Martin. I was thinking, you know, <laughs> real more, cow, more cowbell. <laughs> yeah, more cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> I, anytime I'm a drummer, so anytime I can add cowbell, I just go nuts. I'm like, yes, cowbell. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, Is that, can you ring me in on this episode with the cowbell? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I need, I I can, who is it? Is it William Defoe? I need more cowbell. Oh yeah, yeah. It? Uh, I, it was uh, Will, Will Farrow. Farrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Will Farrow with the cowbells. <laughs> I can't look that up. I um, I actually think I may have a cowbell on my board. So if I if I have one, I think I might just do it. Just get some cowbell in there. <laughs> so the mic drop at a certain point. 
Excellent. <laughs> all right. Give me anything that you need to plug. Give me it all. I'm ready. Um, oh, man. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the Ceteria Society. Um, that's on LinkedIn. And it's also at uh, com. And uh, the Safety Struggle, which is on I- Apple iTunes podcasts and Spotify, and also on the webpage at www.safetystruggle.com, and also on LinkedIn. Um, I make a lot of posts on LinkedIn. And when is when is your when is this going to come out? Is this going to come out in the next week or a couple I don't weeks? Know, I'll tell months? you the truth. Uh, it should probably be, I believe, two weeks. We might be in the okay. two week mark. All right. Well, we'll be we'll be in the thick of it with the safety struggle by then. So, yeah. When um, you launching officially? I'm I'm officially launching on September 16th. But I put on on Facebook today that if people keep their eyes peeled to uh, LinkedIn and subscribe to podcasts and Spotify and all those different places, that I may drop something early. Ooh. But I'm not going to tell you when. Your marketing is your marketing game is on point, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Linda Martin, thank you so much for being part of the Safety Consultant Podcast. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much, Sheldon Primus, and stay tuned. I think we I think I see big things for you and I together. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> cool. Call me, I'm in. <laughs> awesome. All right. Have a great rest of your day. All right. See you later, buddy. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, welcome back. How was Linda Martin, everybody? Linda Martin, everybody. Linda Martin. Hello, Cleveland. (laughs) As you can tell, we had fun. It was nice interviewing her, and it was a a good time had by all. And truly, I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast, being a part of the show. And if you ever want to reach out with me uh, to me, just go ahead and uh, send me an email. I'm a pretty easy email, Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com. Uh, that's that's a one of my emails that I have there. Got plenty. Uh, if you're on LinkedIn, just look up Sheldon Primus on LinkedIn. Then you got me, and I'll be able to uh, reach out to you. And uh, just anything that you want to add, I would be grateful for you to just tell me how you think I'm doing. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast. And uh, my format has been kind of more interviews lately, but I also do my own solo shows too. So I'll be getting back to that. Uh, But man, these interviews have been so awesome for me. I got a few more awesome interviews down the pike before I go back to the solo me. And um, um, let's see, I believe next week or the week after we'll have the learning teams. And that's going to be awesome. And then I am going to also uh, just do the guitar and drum episode that I did with um, Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd. And I believe I'll probably do that first and release that. We had a good time talking about drums and guitar. That's our thing. So that is um, coming up in the next couple of episodes. So please hit the subscribe button. Need you to subscribe so whenever I drop anything new, you get a nice little notification wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening to me right now. So go ahead and become an actual subscriber to the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to SheldonPrimus.com and you will see all my happenings. And that's where you can get the course as well. And uh, well, actually, I think the course is at safetyconsultantblueprint.com. So if you want to do the course, you can do that there as well. And like I, um, if you haven't heard Linda Martin's episode with me, I had told her that once you are my student, you're in. I'm sorry, I got my grubby little paws on you. I'm going to make your business successful. No matter what I got to do, I'm getting you successful. Uh, so go ahead, become a student. All right, so our tip of the week this one, I, I it was inspired by Linda. So I'm going to say, be true to yourself. That's my tip of the week. Uh, you can always try to be someone else. You can always try to be what you think people want to see. 
you can always try to fit whatever uh, the new fad in, in this is. And, you know, maybe you are looking to be a safety celebrity, which Linda doesn't like the word. And it's all right. I'm not a fan of it either. And then it's connotation and everything else that comes with it. Uh, so uh, I think I'm leaning on that, that side too. But what I'm really reaching out and trying to get you to think of is this. If you truly want to do what is good for you, sustainable, good for clients, good for your own business, then you're going to end up having to reconcile with you. Do what is good for you, even down to getting your own designation that fits you. Don't do what everyone else has. Do one that fits you, that fits your purpose. And if you want to go back to school, even better. Go ahead and go back to school. Get your your degrees. I know not everyone has. I didn't do that path of, you know, going through high school straight into college and getting my degree that way. I took another path. I had to work first and get a little experience, and then I went back to school to get my bachelor's and my master's later. So some people may be in between that time where you got out of high school, you're living life, life happens, and now you're just living life and you want to get back into school. If that's the call that you're feeling, if that's the thing that's tugging at you, go ahead and do that. If you want to be a safety consultant, you're probably going to need some sort of designation or you're probably going to need some sort of degree. So if this is the path you want to take as being a safety consultant, go ahead and do that. Get prepared. I always suggest getting prepared first at your current employer. I don't mean just like slough off and hang out and hide and and do all private stuff stuff for your own business during the times you should be giving to your employer that's not what i mean what i do mean out of this is do your preparation and uh truly i wake up early so even when i was working uh, not working for myself so i would do a lot in the morning and sometimes i go to bed late so i do some some of my own stuff uh late or days off or weekends i know it's a sacrifice you have to make at first until you're ready to branch out full time but there'll come a, li- a time in your life when you're thinking all right this is it i'm ready I'm ready to go full time. And my decision came when it was, uh, I was thinking, man, I got to take off so much time off to service people. How much more money can I make if I go ahead and, and, and leave now? And then I could actually reach out to people during the times they're working as opposed to the off hours I've been reaching them or email and, and in that asynchronous manner. So I really wanted to reach people synchronously. Uh, so that's why I left. But be true to yourself. Really, you want to work this thing out, especially if this is something that's going to affect you and your partner you really want to have a team effort in this. Yeah, so I would still just truly say it is a personal thing. Be true to you. Don't try to be like someone else. All right. So that's my tip of the week. It's very basic. It's uh, Linda inspired listening to her story and go back and listen to it again if you want to. But throughout her whole life, she had been true to herself and, you know, that's that's wonderful that's what we got to do and that's going to be my tip of the week so again get ready to hear the guitar and drum episode with me and sam goodman the hop nerd uh we were just geeking out on music and that was uh talked about music talked about being in bands we talked about drumming and guitaring and the essentials to that and some of the things to get better at it i've been a drummer for a long time he's been a guitarist for a long time and uh, and it was good good information, nice sharing. And then I do have the learning teams coming up very, very soon. So within the next couple of weeks, you guys are going to be hearing about the learning teams. And uh, they are just the three of them, awesome. And I had a, a very good time uh, talking to them. All right. So with that, I'm going to sign off. And I really want you guys to have a great rest of your week. And just do something for me. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.